I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast, and I'm so, so excited to have Daniel Meadows here with me today. Before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and read her bio. It's pretty incredible. Daniel is owner of Octane Design Studios, a 13-year-old branding and identity firm based in the heart of the bluegrass. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Danielle is a podcast producer, wife, mama of three, and lover of rustic cuisine, chai, cosplay, Star Trek's Picard, wow, and live MMA. With over 14 years of marketing and multimedia agency experience, Danielle is a grassroots developer and curator, helping brand and launch her 100 local business across America, two-thirds in Kentucky. Woohoo, Kentucky. Danielle is an advocate of non-traditional education, leading online meetups and workshops for DIY marketing. Her latest education platform, Q1 Essentials, is a three-month intensive online membership that includes 10-plus mini courses and step-by-step branding process to level up your digital marketing all within the first business quarter of the year. In 2021, Daniel launched Kentucky Creatives, an all-new Kentucky-based membership community comprised of bloggers, photographers, copywriters, podcasters, and more to help connect small business with influencers for their brand. I love that. And as much as Danielle is a passionate about providing creative services, she strives to be more than just graphics she creates. Over the years, her hashtag more than graphics has become more than just a marketing slogan. It's become a life principle for herself that she execute through storytelling and life chronicle as producer and co-host of hashtag more than graphics podcast. All right. Welcome, 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 Daniel. I'm so, so excited to have you. Let's get started on the questions. First of all, tell me a little bit about what you do. I know you do podcasting, but tell me all the fun things that you do. Oh my goodness. Where do I start? I wake up. That's the first thing. <laughs> I love it. That's a blessing within itself. So I wake up, I get to play with my kids a little bit and I get to come and sit down in this chair and mingle with a staff of five or six women from across four or five countries. And uh, we get to kind of map out and kind of project the things that we want to see both in our social worlds, but also with the clients that we work with. And in the kind of almost in the midday to after five life, it's more so of me sitting behind this mic and sharing more truths and stories from others who have overcome and achieved amazing goals. Oh, look at you doing so many beautiful things. So this wouldn't be what we call a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell me a story about your childhood and how it kind of relates to what you do today. Oh my goodness. I'll give a great example. As a kid, um, growing up in, with my grandmother's house, 
Um, my mom worked a lot. And so I was with the grandparents. Um, that may seem very familiar to you if you grew up a lot with your grandparents. And a lot of times my grandmother would leave on the television and it would a lot of times be on the news or some sort of like news, small sprint or video. And what I would like to do a lot in my grandmother's yard was pretend that I was that reporter, that I was that newscaster, and I would set up a little desk and pretend and do all the things. So growing up as a kid, I wanted to be the next Katie Kirk. And that was like my goal for high school and middle school, for those who know who Katie is, uh, or in more layman terms, the next Barbara Walters, the next Oprah. So I really was encouraged and inspired by seeing these women set up platforms and step into places that they have not done before. And to even encourage that a little bit further in being now a third generation entrepreneur, seeing my grandparents, seeing my aunts, my uncles create their own destinies to find their own spaces when society and the world often would tell them they can't, they did. And that was also an inspiration for me to continue to doing what I do. Oh, how beautiful. How beautiful. I love that. It's great when we are not just uh, encouraged by our parents, our grandparents, and really help us push towards what we are here to do in this world. So I love that. My parents also were very encouraging. At the age of seven, I was uh, started painting, which I was like, wow, that was that's so Ooh. cool. They put me in class paint and painting classes. So I have some paintings from that era, which my mom always puts out and says, oh, my daughter did this. So anyway, (laughs) but anyway, let's continue on. You know, you're a brand person just like me. And I love to ask people, what is your brand about? Like, what is Daniel's brand about? It's really about personality and being okay with being different. I think my company is really built on celebrating differences knowing that you can be A and I can be B and together we can be X, Y, Z. Knowing that we can really do something significant when we can agree and disagree and still build and learn. And I think that's really the heart of what Octane is all about. Oh, I love that. You know, it's so interesting. I um I haven't told a lot of people this, but I've decided to continue my studies. I'm doing my PhD starting this year. Congrats. But I'm also going to take my time on it. You know, I'm not going to try to do this in a fast pace because I know myself. So really keeping that in mind. But I was taking my first course just a couple of days ago. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I picked this university because the first foundation piece was, who are you? What is your personality? What is your authenticity? And I loved the questions because we don't have the time or we don't ask ourselves those questions. And to really understand the differentiation between you as a designer and somebody else or as a brand strategist, you need to understand what your differentiation is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know. And I found it interesting because that's what I do for a living. And um, the question was like, And I was writing it all down. And then all of a sudden, the next question was, well, you might not know the answer. I'm like, I know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just really interesting. But, you know, if I asked you, how did you know or when did you know you became famous? What would your answer be? What's your fame story? Um, I still don't know that I'm famous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still undiscovered. I consider myself still in the beta 
never really kind of like out there in my, you know, 2.0 per se. But I really started noticing that more women and more people of color were specifically kind of gathering around and supporting me. And when I noticed that type of community, which was kind of a little bit unheard of for me in the corporate sector, it can be very whitewashed. But it was very cool to be able to experience more people that look like me that were like, hey, I need to get behind you. I need to I need to rally. You know, I need to advocate for you. And I'm just kind of like, OK, well, all right. And I just kind of let that fester and snowball into this kind of crescendo, if you will, of now what we can pick and choose, you know, the people we want to work with. It's not so much of the grit and grind of finding pieces to fit the mold. We are the mold and we define the mold. And I think that was very empowering for us to be able to be in a space where people were recognizing us for that. Oh, I love that. It's so interesting. I think, I think it was harder a few years back. I don't think we had recognized what was happening in the world and what were the patterns that were just not being challenged. And I think that today it definitely gives people of, of, I'm going to say people of color to really have a spot in the stratosphere. And it's in different ways, you know, I would say support from other people of color as well. You know, I think there's more support now because it's more, it's widely recognized. And I think also that everybody is now really rooting. And and a lot of times in my own business, I'm, when I hire somebody, I kind of hire with that in mind too, because it's important that it drives every piece of your business, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we we have to make sure that we have somebody that can do the work. But, you know, if you kind of take that extra step to really find that individual that also is looking for the opportunity is also really important. I completely agree. I, I was going to say shout out to Team Octane. We we are fiercely represented by female voices. Again, we are Kenyans, Argentinians. We are Italians. We are Americans. There's so many of us that take part in making up those voices. And so it's extremely important, even in our hiring process, we have to take that into consideration because of what we uphold. Oh, love it. So let me ask you this. What is your greatest fear? Let's go right into it. What oh, is your man. Fear? Okay, so... <laughs> I think my greatest fear is dropping a ball or something happening to a client where we can't sustain or help them. I think that is one of the biggest fears that I have is walking into a situation with full heart, full intention, and somehow or another, it just doesn't play out that way, whether by by accident or design, however it works, it just doesn't plan out. So that is something that is one of my greatest fears for sure. <laughs> wow. I love how you um, define that because... Not that I've, I've I've articulated it in that way, but I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think there's times where we take on the challenge, but then the challenge somehow gets a little muddled or doesn't go the way that we wanted it to go. And so just stepping back and really looking at it with mm-hmm. new eyes and new perspective to really move forward with always the client's best intentions. So I I love that you said that because I never actually was aware of it, but you're right. Like now, every time I present like a big thing, I'm always like, oh, please let this go right. You know, (laughs) let this go the right way. And then when they're happy or the outcome is great, you know, I'm like, a sign of really (laughs) 
that it did great, but you know, it's always, you know, I think we always have the intention for the best thing for our clients. And I think as long as we go in with that thought, everything always turns out great. Now, let me ask you this. When was there a time you were holding back? Oh man. Oh, where do I begin? There's several stories here where we've held back quite a bit. There was a great opportunity for me with a previous client. I can talk about it now, uh, would be Lexington Roots and Heritage Festival. They were amazing. They had such good intention, 75,000 plus festival attendees. Uh, We were able to brand everything from what went on the Jumbotrons to TV commercials to the programming ads for every little event, like all the beautiful, the t-shirts, everything was just beautiful. But over time, their budget grew smaller. And I had to make a decision as to whether or not to continue for the cause or continue for my cause, which would be the financial stability that comes from this project. And eventually I walked away from that. That's one of the projects that I felt like I had so much more to give. I had so much more curative ideas for both programming and design, but the money didn't add up. (laughs) You know, that is such a great lesson because I had a client actually last year, because we're already in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a client last year where I got to do everything. And that's so exciting when you get to touch every piece of a client's, I call it the ecosystem of the brand. You know, it's like, I love touching every piece of it because then you can really design it and it has the breadth and depth of, Mm -hmm. of the entire brand. And it was, it was really exciting. And then all of a sudden we had to make a choice because there were some things that weren't happening in a holistic way. And I think we had to make a choice whether to move forward with that client or not. And we had to take a step back Mm -hmm. because once you give your full, I guess your soul to somebody's brand and you're able to touch so many things to start cutting back Mm -hmm. And making choices that aren't right for the brand really makes you think about, we need to really be honest with ourselves and say, do we want to move forward with this or not? Sometimes when you're working on somebody's, you're working like this piece or that piece or this little piece, it's different because that's where you started. But when you get to see the entire brand come to life in so many pieces of it, taking and cutting that off is just not right. So those are choices that you have to make. And once you make it, many opportunities open up. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. In this world, we can say that we've done things on our own. A lot of times we have guides or mentors, whatever that is for each person. So tell me about a mentor or a guide you've had and how they've kind of helped you move forward. 
I'm a huge stickler for comics. So I actually have a lot of non-fictional people that inspire me to push me to keep going. A lot of them are on this wall behind me. Everything from um, Harry Potter to Star Wars, from Stranger Things to the wonderful, wonderful world of Wakanda. I have a little bit of everything that inspires me. So every day I wake up, I get to look at this wall and I get to see all these characters that have embodied so much grace and wisdom, but they also in, took on a lot of grit. It took a lot of unexpected and they took on a lot of impossible and they still made it work. So that's one level of people that I choose to look up to a lot as a mentor in a lot of areas. Obviously, a big part of that, depending on what area of, of life, um, for podcasting, I had a wonderful mentor, Jennifer Longworth of Bourbon Barrel Podcasting. She's been amazing. She was one of the first people that I really got to know on a personal level about podcast editing, which eventually helped spruce me and encourage me to go into the world of podcast producing, doing everything from intros and outros to editing and then onward into graphics and branding and all the things. So full package deal. But I love the fact that it started with simple conversation. Um, just wanting to know what podcast mic do I use or what kind of software do you prefer? We have this, but what do you prefer? Having that type of soundboard to work with has been absolutely influential on my path. Oh, I love that. I love those stories. That's why I love doing this podcast. <laughs> I love hearing the stories that everybody has. So tell me, lessons learned. Give me two or three lessons learned. Okay, on top of my head, do it anyway. And I kind of got this from, <laughs> I'm stealing a little bit from Gary V. Shout out to Gary. He's like my, my longtime mentor there from a distance, virtual mentor, if you will. I absolutely love the fact that Gary V just puts stuff out there. Sometimes it's not polished. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's not what we want to hear, but it's legit. So that's really kind of the advice that I would give to anyone out there who is maybe getting started or already in the field, do it anyway. And I will say as a creative, and a lot of us are kind of in similar boats, we struggle with something that's not as <laughs> developed. <laughs> it has to be pretty before we can put it out. And it's such the biggest road mental block that we can give ourselves. It doesn't have to be that way. I feel so relieved that I'm able to be in a place that I can just get it out. Sometimes it's not perfect. Sometimes it's not pretty, but I got it off my plate. So I can focus my energy now on something else new that could be polished or not polished, but it just kind of helps alleviate that energy. So do it anyway. <laughs> I love that, you know, you're, you're so right. As creatives, we want things to come out so nice. You know, I, I really, what I've done now is 80 for the 20. Is it 80% there? And if it is, I just put it out there. I remember my, my husband would be like, uh, did you check your spelling on that? Did you do this? Did you? <laughs> like, don't tell me that. Like, I don't need that. And, you know, I'm just trying to stop worrying about every word I put out there, everything I say. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch my book and 80 for the 20, you know, mm -hmm. am I 80% there? It's gone to the editor because I just don't want to be a perfectionist about this. Absolutely. The more that we can show our authentic selves, the more that people want to, or more that people are attracted to what we do and what we want to do. And I feel like that is a huge testament to the human spirit. It's a huge testament to humanity as a whole. And I really feel like a lot of people forget that part when we get in the processes of being more, right? Yeah. Of doing more. Growth doesn't have to be stunted by our perfection. We can live beyond that. 
Wow, look at you with those beautiful words. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What is next for you? Like, how do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Where do you see yourself going? I really want to grow this particular platform. I love the fact that I get to speak to people in regards to anything around branding, but also those life testimonial stories that we're sharing even right now. I love being able to speak to people. So I definitely see that platform growing as a thought leader within the podcasting industry. But for business, I want to employ more people. I want to invest in other people's dreams. I think that's something too that we forget to do once we kind of get up there a little bit. Yes, we kind of spare some things for ourselves, but that give back, I think I've grown so deeply into the relationship of giving back, passing the baton backward. And so that's something I really am inspired to continually do, no matter how big I get over the next five or 10 years. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. You know, that's so important as we grow, we have the pains of scaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've felt those. Yeah. And it's funny because we're like, okay, how do we scale? You know, once we scale, are we going to have the money to pay all these people to do all these things? And so I think to every person that scales, there's a, just a really incredible transformation that happens in that time. And that transformation really gives you way to doing things that that's the whole intent, right? The more money we make, the more we want to give. And so I think that's really the key as people grow and get famous, they need to think about how do I give back to the community, to, you know, the people that help me come through to the others that I want to hire, you know, it's just a lot of things Mm -hmm. that can happen once you grow. And and it's incredible how many women I've talked to, I'm sure you have too, on my podcast, who are just rebels and creators and have done so much already in in this lifetime. And it's so exciting to see that and how they've Mm -hmm. been able to scale and pivot. Like I have a friend that we always um, talk and it's like, where are you at? And what, how are you scaling? And um, now I'm, you know, cutting back here. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm moving my efforts here. And, and this that happens along the way. You learn things and you're like, well, my efforts aren't being, or I'm not helping in this area. So where can I give more? And what should I cut? What should I stop doing? Right. What should I do more of? Yes. Because, you know, as creatives, we like want to do so much. I can do this and that and that and that. And I can do. I mean, look at you. You're doing podcasting, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and who knew that you were going to go into podcasting? I mean, it just brings us so many opportunities, and it's for us to decide where we want to take those opportunities moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. That's great. I love that. So, tell us where can we find you? How can we learn more about you? Um, absolutely. You can follow me pretty much everywhere at Octane Designs. That's designs with an S. And I love the fact that Instagram is our main jam. That's where we communicate the most. People can slide to DM. You can tag us in a post or you can simply just reach out and say, hey, I would love your feedback on something. Believe it or not, we are 99% personally responding to a lot of these messages. So um, no bots here. I love the fact that I get to interact one-on-one with people that I don't even know, but our commonality is either design or maybe it is live MMA, maybe it is cosplay, but we find ways to connect. And I feel like that is such a beautiful interaction that we can continue to have with our clients. 
Oh, that's great. I mean, scaling is awesome and automation is great in some areas, but I agree with you. Like there's some places where connection is important Mm -hmm. and um, responding back to your clients in your voice and your brand is, is really critical, but doesn't really do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not always we can use, we can use technology in other ways for sure, but I like being able to conversate a lot on Instagram. Obviously, LinkedIn is our second favorite place to go. We meet with a lot of different professionals. I love reaching out to nonprofits in this way. We just want to be able to help and support. And for a lot of women out there, sometimes being in corporate America can kind of stifle our fire. So I love being able to get on LinkedIn and kind of just rally the troops and empower these women out there to stand on their own, to be fiery, and it's okay to be different. Oh, woohoo. Yay for that. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel, for being on my show. I so appreciate it. I had so much fun. I loved your characters and your inspiration. I think that's amazing. I think I might steal some of that from you. So I thank you so much. And I hope to see you in the future and connect Mm -hmm. and get to know each other a little bit more and see where your amazing brand takes you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at Yamoka at Yamoka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.